You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Let's wrap the show talking about one of the Knicks that uh, they did get in that trade for um, uh, with Cam Reddish involved, and that was Josh Hart. So one of the Knicks' key free agents is Josh Hart coming into this offseason, but it is reported that he's expected to stay in New York, according to uh, Michael Scotto and Ian Bagley, Scotto of Hoops Hype, Ian Bagley of SNY. Both of these guys were on the Hoops Hype podcast. They discussed Hart's future, and Scotto said that Hart will decline his $13 million option for next season, but he's expected to re-sign with the team on a three- or four-year deal. So both guys discussed Hart loving the fit in New York, uh, the Knicks loving Hart's fit with the team, and Hart's connections to not just Jalen Brunson, but also Leon Rose, some of the other guys in the Knicks organization, all factoring into a decision that they expect to be uh, a three- or four-year deal for Josh Hart to stay in New York. So, Tommy, do you think that it is smart for the Knicks to commit to Hart long-term? Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a guy, you know, Hart's one of those players, um, and they're, you know, you, you see him throughout the league, that you don't really appreciate him until you see him up close night after night after night after night. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if you play against him, you, you know, you play him twice a year or at most four times a year, you think, wow, that guy's, that guy's really good. But um, it's not like we have a, you know, a huge, you know, Hart's been on a you know playoff contender every year. That's when, you know, that we've seen, you know, three, three rounds of playoff act, you know, this is a lot of Knicks, Nick fans first kind of exposure to Josh Hart, maybe since he was playing for Villanova in, in the big right. East. Um, and he's everything you could have wanted. Um, and, and then some, you know, he just, it's, it's not just the rebounds. It's he rips rebounds down in traffic, you know, from opposing centers and pushes the floor and it's kind of untapped and unlocked Obi Toppin in a way that, you know, we haven't seen since, um, his attitude, his toughness, um, just fits in perfectly alongside Brunson and Tibbs and IQ and the way he gets after it defensively, his high, his high IQ, uh, no pun intended, um, <laughs> right. on the defensive end of the floor, switches, uh, loose balls, diving into the stands. Um, you know, he's one of those guys I, you know, and, and, and you know, he's he, the highest compliment you can probably pay to any Nick today. Current day Nick is to say he would have thrived and could have fit in very well alongside the Knicks of the 90s, the Oakleys, the Masons, the Ewings, the Starks. And Hart is yeah. that type that type of player in so many respects. Unselfish, smart, um, tough, can make big shots and big moments. We've seen him hit some big three-pointers in his first few games. Even though he's not a great three-point shooter, he makes them when he counts. We saw just last night the two free throws to seal the deal um, with five seconds left in Los Angeles. He's just a winning player, dating back to high school, dating back to national championships at Villanova. Um, he's a guy you want on your team, um, a guy you know that we've talked about. If you if you go to LA Fitness and you pick him up, um, he's you're going to run for, for most of the day. You're, not, you're probably not going to lose any games because he's just a dude um, that's going to find a way to contribute to winning. Um, he doesn't need to score a lot of points. He doesn't need to be, you know, the, the superstar on a team. He's very comfortable in his role. And as we spent the middle part of this podcast, that that acceptance, that embracing, he has, he's not going to bellyache about not starting over R.J. Barrett. He's going to excel in the moments, in the minutes he's given. Um, and you need guys like that um, in, in, in today's, you know, to to a good team, to a very good team, to a great team. He's kind of one of those foundational pieces. The contract's going to be important. 
Gordon. You can't, he's not a guy you pay anything to keep, um, but you pay anything within reason. Um, and my very strong hunch is that he, that he seems content and happy in New York and that both sides will find a very willing compromise and he'll spend the prime of his career the next three or four years as a Nick. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy that the Knicks should be kind of targeting. Like this is the guy in some way that the Knicks had kind of been looking for, like, uh, you know, like they had, uh, you know, Bullock and, you know, they had him for a couple of years and then he went on to Dallas for bigger money. Um, then they brought in Fournier and of course that, that has not worked. Like they have needed like that glue guy that, you know, fourth or fifth guy, a guy who can kind of, you know, you know, stabilize the team and what he brings to the table. And this guy, you know, he, he fits Tom Thibodeau and he fits how the Knicks want to play. So he's absolutely the kind of player the Knicks should be kind of bringing into the fold and trying to uh, keep now that he's on the team. So I, I'm all for re-signing Josh Hart. I do wonder what, A, the, the money is since he declined a $13 million deal. You know, hopefully, you know, I saw some things saying maybe he just, you know, takes that $13 million but takes it now for four years as opposed to, you know, taking the risk of, taking that one-year deal and something happening to him. Um, but even if he does get a slight raise, I'm hoping it's, you know, in that $15 million range. You know, once it gets north of that, I thought he get a little worrisome. Like, a, he's not a $20 million kind of player. Yeah. But uh, but if they can keep him to, like, a three-year, $45 million deal, like, I think that that's a pretty sweet deal. He's in the prime of his career. He's a durable player. And what's interesting about him is, even though we talk about all the winning things he brings to the table, he's never been to the playoffs. So, I'll be excited to see what he does in this postseason because I watched that game on Sunday and I said, that guy is going to win the Knicks playoff game. Yes. Like the, his effort, his hustle, his unselfishness, you could see watching that game being like, those are the kind of things and the traits that you need to win in the playoffs. And yes. he's going to win them one this season. I guarantee you. So um, I'm happy he's here. I don't know what it means for some of these other guys, uh, but assuming the deal is right, I think that he's the right fit for this team. Two things. Um, I and I hadn't thought about this until we, we just started talking about it. Yeah, if I guess I if I had the ballpark a number in my head, I think four years for 55 million, probably somewhere in that range, um, seems about right. And then I think with the Knicks tacking on a player op, a, a team option for that fourth and final season, that, they, that's kind of yeah, way that this, this front office likes to do business. Um, so like three years, 45 million guaranteed. And then a fourth year team option. I, th I think that's somewhere in that ballpark. Knicks would probably like preferred closer to three years and high 30s or three years and 40 million. Camp, you know, Hearts Camp will probably push, you know, four years, 60 million. Maybe they meet at, at four years, 45 um, with the with the team option for year four. So um, it's definitely something we'll look into. It. I mean, a lot of it depends on where the factor, where, where the salary cap set in, what the Knicks do with RJ Barrett, um, how they handle IQ and, and all that other mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, just as far as heart, he's a guy you want around. He's a guy that's going to help you win games. And again, if you're if you're constructing a team to win now, and that's what the Knicks are doing. Again, they're not going to tank next season um, with Brunson and, and Randall paired together. You're just not going to be bad enough to get to that yeah. really you know, bottom five of the league. You're, so you're trying to build you know solid you know players around them. Hart's a great fit. Um, and yes, and, and to and to your other point about Hart winning a playoff game. Uh, and you can say that about some other guys. Like if you get a um, you know a high scoring you know guard right. off the bench, Jamal Crawford type, you can say like yes, these guys might you trade for them at the deadline because they could score thirty seven in a playoff game and win <laughs> yeah. you, or have a fifteen point quarter and win you in the third quarter and win you a playoff game. I think even more, even a better, bigger compliment of Hart may be he's the reason the Knicks will win a playoff series or like one of the mm, major, re right. you know, like where he's not going to average 20, you know, you know, have a 27 point game and he, he's not going to average even 18, eight and four, but he's yeah. going to do enough in the 
th- you know, in that key stretch in the middle of a fourth quarter in game one, and then the, you know, the second, the close of a second half in game three, and then have the, the 15, nine, and six game in a game seven. And you right. look back at the series and go, holy cow, man. Brunson was awesome. Randall had some huge games, but the Knicks don't win this series without Josh Hart, and that's the type of player Hart that's the kind of player the Knicks want to keep in the fold, so I'm not surprised at that. So we'll see what happens this offseason, but right now the word is Josh Hart will be staying in New York long-term. 